Hey guys, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast you're listening to right now. Hey, would you believe it? We are at 44 episodes of this show. That's almost 52, which is a year. Uh, speaking of a year, I'm, I'm planning a live show for the year anniversary. So if you guys are fans of the show and live in LA, please look out for that. But also let me know. Let me know if you would um, be interested in coming. You know, tweet at me, whatever, Instagram at me, <laughs> DM me. Mostly because I'm trying to figure out what that what that sort of venue um, situation is going to be. So, um, But I do have some surprises planned. I think we'll get some real special guests. It's going to be a real fun time, a real wild night. And uh, look out for that if you live in L.A. If you don't live in L.A., I don't know, maybe tell me where you live and I'll come visit you sometime. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you guys are listeners of the podcast, my confidants, but you haven't left me a review, I would absolutely love a review. Give me a five-star review on iTunes. Send it to me on the social media and I'll give you a private confession just to you. DM. I'll DM you. For real. Have you ever heard of that? No. Pretty cool, right? Okay. Speaking of which, uh, pretty cool. My guest today is so awesome. I'm super excited um, to have her on the podcast. She's here promoting her album. So if you guys um, like the episode, please go buy her album. It's called The Woke Bully. It's available right now at the time of listening to this right now um, on all the places you can get albums, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all that. So definitely go buy it. She's so funny. And that's pretty much it. So please enjoy the show. Teresa, I'm the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. If you guys want to confess, there's a line. You can call me, 323-388-3521. I'll uh, read your confession on the podcast or play it, depending on what you prefer. But I'm super excited today because I've got a special guest. She's here to promote her album. She's launching it uh, February. By the time this plays, it will be out, so you can go online and purchase it. Um, It's called The Woke Bully. Please welcome Marcella Agrello. What's up, y'all? It's me, Marcella Arguello. Sorry, I said your last name. It's all good. Incorrectly, Arguello. I don't care. Uh, I'm glad you could make it. It was raining today, so it was up in the air. Yeah, it was up in the air. I I didn't want to... die on my way to a yeah. podcast no fair it was bad today it was really like, it was real scary yeah my like I, I thought my neighbors were just being loud oh. or like somebody was moving out because i was like why is the wall shaking oh wow yeah it was pretty it was wild yeah and so i was like I, I don't know if i'm gonna make it but then it cleared up the sun came out it was really pretty it's funny because everywhere else in the world is like a polar vortex right yes. now and then i'm like oh my god i can't believe it. but it, actually this is pretty bad for la but. yeah this is bad i think i think this is part of the polar vo- vortex is, yeah, yeah i want to include it We're, yes in please it. we want to be yeah. included i want to be water is part of it yeah um do you go to so this podcast is kind of like therapy theme do you go to okay. therapy or have like a confidant you tell secrets to i have gone to therapy uh when i feel like i needed it badly mm-hmm. so I've, I've definitely done it um I and I talked to my friends like Lydia Popovich, she's my go-to, mm-hmm. my friend, um, my friend, my homegirl Sandy, who did the lettering for the woke bully. Oh, nice. Um, she, I, I call her up. Um, it's like you know, the older you get, the harder it is to find like friends who are available sure. on, on like at any time of the day who like don't because you know people have kids they have yeah. you know or when you careers. call like I feel like people don't really talk on the phone anymore. So when I get a call, it's usually like. 
I it's either someone just trying to bullshit or just like shoot the breeze because they're like I'm bored or it's someone with something really really important. yeah really I like talking on the phone um I make it a point to call people like I call my mom once or once or twice a week Usually oh, talk nice. for an hour. You're from the Bay Area. I'm from right? Modesto, okay. um, which is the Central Valley of California. I did. <laughs> I started comedy in the Bay. I'm from. I grew up in the Bay. I didn't start comedy there. But, oh, really? Um, yeah, I uh, South Bay, like Palo Alto. Oh, area. cool. Mm-hmm. Where did you start doing comedy? I started in New York. I went there for school, so I, oh, I didn't okay. start till after college. That's smart. But yeah, cool. I love the Bay. It's yeah. so great. It's weird. Since I've um, been back now that I live in LA, I've noticed like I. I really like the stage time there, but I've noticed the audiences. I don't know if this is a new thing now. Audiences are fucking worse. Okay, I was gonna say because yeah. I've noticed like that it's like a, a pseudo liberalism, if that makes I, sense. Yeah, absolutely. The people really tighten up, but also get mad at get mad for you. They're so liberal, <laughs> they're conservative. Yeah, I actually created a word because of those experiences. It's offendo normative, <laughs> and it's people who are offended on other people's behalfs, offended about uh-huh. everything. You can't use any kind of word because, like la- last night, not last night, a couple nights ago, my weekly show. There, I have this joke about um, this guy who um, is in a wheelchair and he, he hits on me, uh-huh. but uh, and I'm open to it because I'm open to, to any experience as a man. And um, <laughs> he straight up was like, "He's this is a real thing a man in a wheelchair said to me. He said, you would be perfect if you had a fat ass. Oh, my God. Okay? So that's a setup to me saying, you don't have legs and I didn't bring it up. Hilarious joke, right? <laughs> That's a great um, joke. It's a great joke. Um, but this woman was like, as soon as I saw wheelchair, you could like see her tighten up. Uh-huh. And then when I said the punchline, I could hear her say, she like groaned. And then she said, he didn't bring it up either. And it's like, bitch, he fucking insulted <laughs> me. So because he's in a wheelchair, he doesn't like, he's not, he, I don't have to call him out for being a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get that shit. That's also like fake well, this offended. is what we were talking about before mm-hmm. the podcast, this idea of being so woke you're not. Because yes, it's yes, like, yes. It feels like she's like doing somersaults in her head to be like, I can't say anything bad about a guy with exactly. wheelchair. But if you really want to treat people in wheelchairs equally, like if they're an asshole, call them an yeah, asshole. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. <laughs> you know, I also, I'm on the drive here, I started thinking it's like, so if a guy in a wheelchair is a rapist, like it's okay because he's in a wheelchair. Like you really got to like take people to these extremes so yeah. they can wrap their head around right. this shit. Cause you know, there's fucking assaulters who are disabled. You know, oh, the, those people exist. Yeah, Cause people are just people. I think people at the end of the people. day, the idea is for us all to just be seen as individuals, but, um, it's only bad if you're discriminating but then if someone does something bad then you can say that's a bad thing you yeah, did. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah and so it was just it was one of those things where and it it, it brought it up because it it's it's offended normative is a word i created i plan to get it in a <laughs> fucking diction in the dictionary um it's never been used before i googled it no one's used it no one's tweeted it except me so google I like it. it it should be your you could be your next album <laughs> I, I i just am like determined to to get it somewhere because it's just it's such a good word because i think that so many people don't know how to describe those people yeah and the bay area is perfect for the offendonormative yeah. uh lifestyle i used to call them sleepwalkers because yeah. i kind of dated a guy like that who's like very like virtue signaling white yeah. guy and it drove me insane yeah it. but it'd be to the point where like he would have to tell me, like, he'd just want to watch stuff with me that was like, like, he'd be like, dear white people and things like that. Yeah. Where, because I think in his mind, he wanted to prove. Right. He wanted someone to sign off right. on how good he was. Right. And Which is at, a sign of a shitbag. Yeah. At the heart of it, it's like, he's probably still better than a true racist. 
but it's like I'm still not being treated equally because now I'm this like token yes, of like exact, signing exactly. off on your virtue. And a lot of people can't wrap their heads around that. A lot of people, it's like when you, if you need a treat for doing yeah. a good deed, then the deed isn't worth it. You know, you're not a fucking dog. Yeah. You, don't, you shouldn't have a treat every time you do something good, you know? That's, that's true. not why we do things that are good. Or I hope that's not why we do things because they're good. Well, speaking of good stuff, um, I like to ask every guest at the top of the show for a good confession. Just to remind people, confessions aren't always bad. And to get to know you, do you have something good you'd like to confess? Um, I, I have something proud to confess. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I have made it a point to never be motivated by money. Like mm-hmm. even when I met with agents, when I, when I was, you know, meeting with agencies, when I, um, started meeting with agencies, I would, at the top of the meeting, I would say, um, I'm not motivated by money just so you guys <laughs> know, because there's no talking me into doing anything, um, for, for a, pr- a price tag. Like I'm not that person. If that's the per- performer you want, then go find them. Cause they're out there. Yeah. Um, but it's not me. And which is like negative and a positive in so many ways because it's like I struggled for so long mm-hmm. that there were days where it's like, Jesus Christ, having dignity is really <laughs> hard on the bank account. Um, but uh, so today, actually, I had a, a I'm very um, private with my phone number, very, uh-huh. very private with my phone number. As you probably and should be. As I think a lot of people should be, especially women, yeah. which I don't even need to explain to you or anyone, I hope. But there is a problem in uh, and just in the world where men just like are giving away your phone number, just yeah. hey, I'm wanting to book her for something. Can I have her phone number? And it's you know, no, you can't because also business should be conducted over email anyways. Right. And I've had a very strict rule about that. So I'm very aware of who I'm giving my phone number to and who I'm not giving my number to. Most people don't make a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. Um, today I had um, I did a conference call with my manager and this booker, and he basically you know he was like laying down the 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 line of of what he wanted for this this um tour this i don't want to give away too many details because i don't want to i don't want to put him on blast because i sure. truly don't give a shit and i also know <laughs> he's gonna keep doing what he's doing he he didn't hurt me so um i just basically we got to the through the phone call everything seemed fine and then he was like hey so i need your phone number so that i can you know touch base with you when when like, you know, we're five minutes away and we need to pick mm-hmm. you up for this event and we're doing this and I need to hit you up and da, 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 da. And I was like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> and he had already been like trying to get my number for a while. And I was just trying to avoid just saying no, because it's like, just, just, right. you know, take a hint. And also I'm telling you to email me and I'm telling you to email my manager and I'm telling you to email my agents, like so stay with that. Um, and so at the end of the end of the phone call, he was like, you know, give me, I need your phone number. And BS, this is a $3,000 gig, right? Which is a lot of money. Nice. It does, even yeah. if you're broke or even if you have a lot of money, 3000 is a lot. Um, I think and, that's more than I've ever made doing something. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's, and that's the thing. It's like, it's still a lot of money to me. Um, but uh, he basically was like, well, it's a deal breaker. If I like, he basically said, it's a what? deal breaker if I can't get a hold of you on a whim, which is so insane to me because hotels have phones. <laughs> like if I'm in my hotel... And you and you're wondering what's where I'm at. If I'm not down, if we have an itinerary and I'm not down, and you know within 15 minutes, you call the fucking room. Also, make sure I'm not dead. And if my <laughs> phone is on me, it's probably on silent. Right. For being fucking honest. Um, but the hotel also, that room sounds like an ego thing for sure. That sounds like a him not getting his way and then yes. needing to like stonewall you. Yes. So he can get his way. And I even had said like I've ha- and it's true. It's a fact. I've had bad experiences with bookers and promoters who are texting me at inappropriate hours and I don't even know how they got my fucking number. So I was like, dude, I just don't feel comfortable with this. I was like, no, dude, like this is not. And then my manager was trying to jump in to be like, <laughs> and which is why I had her on the call, you know, Sure. because I knew it was going to be an issue with this dude because he had been pressing it. 
Anyways, I'm proud to say that he when he said this is a deal breaker, I was like, okay, then the deal's broken. Right? Let's make a let's break a deal. Um, and you could tell he was shocked, but also it was funny because he tried to guilt me. He was like, well, it's a real bummer to lose you, and it's like it's a real bummer your that fault. you're not respecting my boundaries. Yeah. And he just it was, one of the, and then he kept trying to. He kept trying to have the conversation going. I was like, there's no reason for us to continue talking. <laughs> and I was like, peace out. And I hung up on Oh my God, that's so great. That's a man who is not used to not getting his way. Yeah. And then is like spinning circles because he's like, what? Yeah. She didn't give me what I wanted. And then yeah. realized now he's fucked because he lost a great performer. And now yeah. he has to explain to people that he's a shit bag. And that's the thing. <laughs> and, and, and so I was... um messaging some of the performers just to let them know because we had already kind of made plans like oh we're all gonna go on this thing together it's gonna be so cool it's gonna be so fun and um Ida Rodriguez was the one that was like well I'm fucking not doing the tour with with you with him either because I just just give me a fucking reason like and that was the reason that's all (laughs) she needed um and then I had another comic being like hey you know I need the money and I was like no I totally (laughs) get it like I don't expect anyone I'm just telling you because I don't want to I don't want you to be surprised when I'm not there. And then he gets a shit on me, you know, like sure. I want you to know what my side of the story is. Um, cause I don't need him running his mouth, but for me, that's like a, pr- a proud moment because also I am in a point where I can comfortably reject a gig like that. Um, yeah. and it's nice because it's, I mean, I've been doing comedy for 13 years and I would say the last like two, three years I've actually like, to me, I like, I, I'm, I'm paying rent on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, I, now I live alone and it's fucking great. Cause I haven't lived alone in like 10 years when I had a fucking day job and that was paying for it. But now it's all comedy comedy is paying for all of it. And it's fucking great. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I'm very happy. And it was really cool to turn that gig down. That's so cool. I mean, it just like knowing where your values are and then just sticking through mm-hmm. them. Yeah. That's and really I've cool. always been that way too. I mean, that's what's, I think that's the thing that, um, that surprises a lot of people when I when I tell them I'm not motivated by money. That's been always true, and even my even my age and like kind of gets under it gets on their, <laughs> under their skin a little bit. They think it's cool until they're like, wait a minute, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Money? Big, I mean, because sometimes you talk big money, and it's like yeah. because I've turned down auditions for things that they're kind of like, but uh, but this is a good opportunity. I'm like, is it though? I don't think I don't <laughs> think it's a good opportunity. You know, you right. think it's a good opportunity, and I'm sure you have clients that will happily do these things yeah but I won't and um I stick to my principles so that's great I mean in the long run that's even better for you because it's like you're you're really true to who you are and so it's like people who want you for you and like honestly this sounds like this guy is fucked up and people are gonna get mad at him who he has to answer to anyways because it's like literally it's like you're a great performer and he lost you on his own ego so yeah yeah. ultimately people who are respectful of you will get a better deal like they'll get you and that's greater yeah, it's also I think it's good for other women to hear these yeah. stories too. Um, so to any any of you any ladies listening, just stick to your principles, whatever they may be. The thing about you said about the um, pe- bookers texting you um, struck me because like when I was starting out, like and this isn't anything too horrible, but it's like these are the little things, right? That right. I don't well, think... they add up. Yeah, there's a producer who reached out just to wanted me to talk about general projects and was like hey if you have a pilot or something maybe we could help you shoot it he's always very nice but every time we would meet just and nothing went anywhere there was a lot of like meeting to talk over burgers and then um he mentioned his wife and his family i think to let me know he was safe right but she also did this guy also did <laughs> but it's like they pushed the line and eventually i just was like this guy's not going to do anything for me he keeps wanting to meet and i've sent it. i wrote a pilot and sent it and i was like i'm glad i finished it but he didn't do anything with it and then, um, and then now every once in a while, he'll just text me randomly like, Hey, I miss you. We should catch up. And then I just don't respond anymore. Yeah. Cause I'm like, 
No, you just want a random cycle of girls to meet and exactly. have lunch with. Exactly, and, and write gonna... it off. Yeah. And and then, and it's like it's like sly dating. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's like, really gross. Yeah, yeah. And men are creeps about it. Because that's the other thing is when I tell, I t- there's women that I'm like, no, I don't give them my phone number. They're like, oh, cool, that's fine. Like, yeah, no woman has ever pushed back on me being like, no, you can't have my number. Like, there's no women that have ever fucking pushed back on that shit, which it's also like, proof <laughs> that it's a gender thing you know that it is like men feeling entitled to whatever it is that they think that you know you owe them yeah man i'm sorry that you had to deal with that i'm sorry you oh, lost three thousand dollars but you, you're gonna i'm fine there's many more three thousand know dollars like on the a horizon. couple hours after that i got an offer for a gig that was like three hours long for fifteen hundred dollars so i was like oh, see great. karma's on Ooh, my bad <laughs> karma's on my side for sure yeah the universe always has your yeah, back the universe daisy always has my side i started daisy. calling i've called it i'm started calling um the universe daisy because my home girl is a is going to midwife school oh wow and she delivered her 13th baby to day or last night or oh within God. the last 24 hours and the mom named her baby after my friend because Aww. she was such a good midwife in training and um and so that my, should be enough to graduate her it's so <laughs> sweet and so um and like she told us like this story about how the um the mom was like having such a hard time connecting with the other women that are um that work at the midwife school and uh, but my friend Janelle, she was the one that connected with her and she like made the extra effort because, you know, not all women have the same personality mm-hmm. and um, Janelle's so used to different types of personalities. And um, the mom's name was Daisy. And so when Janelle was talking to us about it, she was like, no, the universe Aww. slash Daisy was on my side. I was like, oh, I'm going to start calling the universe <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> I love so, that. It's such Daisy's a on my name. side. Yeah. That's great. Um, were you raised religious or do you... Book- I was. I was raised Catholic. Oh, wow. Very, okay. very, very strict Catholic. I was very Catholic. I still kind of am. My um, my twin sister who's here silently recording for us is Catholic. Um, I'm not religious, but I went to Catholic school for one year. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like I know a lot of... Like I get along with a lot of people who are either Catholic growing up or still right, sort right. of Catholic but don't practice. Christine, yeah. my roommate, is, or you know her. Catholic. Was also raised Catholic. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, but maybe there's like cultural crossover with like the guilt <laughs> yeah, being raised by Taiwanese parents. Um, no, did you go to confession? I did. I didn't like it. I was uh-huh. like, this feels weird. I just didn't feel comfortable with it. I'm so curious about that experience because um, it's like almost it's like one sided therapy, but the kind where you don't really feel better. I feel yeah, like because you're just why, feeling guilty. That's why I didn't like it. I was like, wait, so I have to tell him stuff, and then I don't get like feedback. Like <laughs> I don't get any real advice. I don't, you know, you just like, hold it on. Yeah, yeah it's very strange, and it's not a fun exchange. I I don't really um. I, I don't really know what I believe in now, but I really lately have been really into the idea of the universe and just kind of general. Daisy, you're into Daisy. Daisy I'm into that. I mean, Daisy. I got into crystals this year because I stopped drinking. Oh, wow. And not so seriously, half tongue in cheek, half actually. Like I have them, so I guess it's for real, but also I laugh because I know how dumb they are. <laughs> I don't think that they're dumb. I think that it's good to have something. Yeah. You know, because I think that it helps people, whether it's unwind or, you know, come to terms with themselves or mm-hmm. um, just ha- have an outlet. Because the, the problem with people who I've noticed that people who have no belief in anything is they, they only have a belief in themselves. Sure. And that's, that's, well, ego- if that at all, if that at all, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I was going to say next, but that's ego driven and mm-hmm. that's dangerous because then you become your own God and that's yeah. problematic. Um, What's even that if like you- believing in yourself? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I do believe in myself, but that's partly because I'm religious. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm allowing the, I'm allowing Daisy to take control, you know, and that's good. 
Um, but I have also, I was in a relationship with a guy who wasn't religious, didn't love his family, didn't love himself, didn't believe oh, wow. in himself. And I'm like, dude, you're dead inside. Like, and I'm <laughs> the opposite. Like all of those things are things that I take pride in and dating him opened my eyes to making sure that the person that I'm with has those qualities and cares about those things. Even if it is like crystals, like fucking have something Yeah. because then what do you, then what are you doing? What, what is this for? That's true. That's so important. I, like, I feel like in my early twenties, I didn't think about really, cause you know, you read books and watch movies where they're like, Oh, like she's Jewish, he's Christian. And they, they overcame it. So I'm like, religion doesn't matter. And it doesn't on a surface level, but the idea of values matters. So yeah. you can be different religions, but having um, different values is going to be really hard in a relationship. Right. Absolutely. That's uh, totally true. I also, going back to um, these offendonormative liberals, <laughs> um, I find it fascinating that a lot of liberals will be atheists and they'll talk shit to you and to your face and to people around uh, that are around you that are like Christian and Catholic. Yeah. But I sort of fucking God, they will defend Muslim and like Indian <laughs> beliefs. Like they are just like, well, they should be a lot like they will go to they're literally going to war for people yeah. that have these certain religious beliefs. And then like their neighbor is Catholic and they're like, they're fucking stupid. Those fucking oh, my God, they're all pedophiles, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, you don't even know what you believe in. Like what are you don't even know what you're defending and you're and you're choosing what to defend. It's fucking weird and it's gross. It's all virtue signaling. I feel like it comes from like wanting some, yeah, it just wants to pat a pat on the back or wanting yeah. a personality. Or it's being performative. F- yeah. Yeah, it's gross. I, it's interesting talking to my mom. My mom's an immigrant from Taiwan. And when I talk to her about race stuff, like, like cause she's in the Bay and she's grown so much. But of course, when she moved here, she came with like her own preconceived of notions because she grew up literally only around right. Taiwanese people. And then watching Hollywood movies, which... Is, that's a problem you know, yeah. it's a huge problem because especially like what when there was the 80s 90s like all the black characters on tv yeah. were you know portrayed as like gangsters yeah. or thugs or break dancers or break dancers yeah <laughs> but my mom was like what well, now when we have a conversation she's like uh, she'll be like yeah like i have to acknowledge that i feel afraid like and then be like oh because we've had so many talks where she's like and then no like oh yeah they're just people. But I, she was like, why do I feel that? I'm like, it's because you've watched all yeah. these movies. Yes. And you don't have black friends. Like my mom yeah, doesn't exactly. really have black friends. So. Yeah. But it's been really interesting to talk to someone super out of like the American culture and from the outside. Because you're like, oh, how much of this is literally just what we see? Right, right, right. But anyways. Yeah. Um, is there anything you would like to tell me? Um, so I, I, here's the problem with me. I, I was, I was, I asked everyone what their podcasts were and, um, to be like, to, cause I'm, I'm picky about this shit. Mm-hmm. And so when you asked me, I was like, I don't have secrets. Cause you're cause an open book. I'm a very <laughs> open person. I talk about everything on stage. I talk about everything online. Um, so I, this isn't a secret, but it's something I don't talk about enough. And I don't talk about it on stage. And it's that um, I lost my virginity when I was 25 years old. Okay. And that seems to shock a lot of people. Yeah, because it's older than you would expect. Oh, I thought you were going to say because I'm beautiful. Okay, no, no, and you're, well, I've right. waited a long time. <laughs> well, and because you're beautiful, that's part of it. But just um, I feel like there's a lot of uh, society pressure to lose your virginity there in your that, teens. But that's the other thing is I was very religious going back oh, okay. to That's why I'm, I'm glad you asked that because I, I was very Catholic. Like I very much was like, I'm saving myself from marriage. Um, so I was going to ask you were waiting. I was, I was. And then, um, nobody was trying to marry me. So I was like, fuck, <laughs> no one was trying to date me. It was like, Ooh, dude, what am I going to do? And then I was like 25 living in San Francisco and I was like, I got to get rid of this shit. This is like, <laughs> this is like turning into a bigger thing that needs to be. So, um, did you go to school in the Bay area? 
I went to San Francisco State for six months and then I dropped out okay. to stand up. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, yeah. No. Did you talk about it on stage? I didn't. I didn't. And you know, I also like for a long time had a rule because so many women comics, so many comics, I should say, but very specifically women comics, um, when they're new, talk about sex so much and so sure. aggressively um, that I had a rule against talking about because I was like, well, I don't have it, so why would I talk about it? And that's also, you know, that's creative writing. Like, you don't mm-hmm. need to give blowjobs to write a blowjob joke, you know? Um, so but that I, inadvertently put you more ahead because you're right. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it's because we we think that's... Well, or it's it gets shocking. a reaction. It gets a yeah. reaction. Yeah. It always gets a reaction, and it does. So I, like, had a rule. I was like, I don't want to talk about sex, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna write fake jokes, even though for a while I did. Of course I did. <laughs> um, but then I, and then I even had a rule about using the word pussy, and, of course, I didn't use the word dick. So um, I was like, oh, this is kind of challenging. And it was yeah. challenging. It did make me a stronger comic, but... And, and I was tackling topics I think a lot of people weren't tackling when I was starting, but... Um, uh, yeah. Yes. So what um, what was dating like when you were a virgin and did you... I didn't date. Okay. That was the other problem. Like I couldn't tell who liked me and no one asked me out. And I'm like, I just like your mom, I watched too many <laughs> fucking Hollywood movies. Sure. And I really believed some man was going to sweep me off my feet. Um, but uh, no man was trying to sweep a six foot two chick off her big ass feet. So it just didn't really happen. And... I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm waiting for at this point. Like, it got to the point where I'm like, now it's just me. Now it's just me waiting on myself, you know? Cause I or think just when- wanting to be ready or meeting the right person. Oh, God, that goes out the window after you had, like, 22, I think. So you were, um, I waited, I didn't, I, I lost it. How old was I? I was a senior in college. I was 21. But oh, I remember yeah. having that, being in the college structure, there's a lot of pressure, too, because yes. almost everyone's not a virgin by then. And I remember um, I would still hook up with guys, but I would almost like I would almost just like not want to move forward. Like I would stop after one date because I'm like, oh, I don't have to talk about it if it's just a one night stand. And I could just say I don't sleep with you on the first night. This goes back. This is going to what you're saying. I've noticed that men men don't want to have one night stands as much as they say they do. Right. They really want like a relationship to continue, even if there's like (laughs) not that much of a connection. You're just like, you just want to have sex on the regular. I I think some men. I don't know. I've met men who earlier in my 20s, I think mm, <laughs> I think there are a lot out there who I, maybe don't who want to hit it and quit it. I, I need to find more because <laughs> it's not my experience anymore. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm also just a lot to deal with. So maybe that's it. I also someone told me oh, my therapist told me that you um, you kind of like attract what you are or what you want. Right. And for a while, I was like, why am I only getting unavailable guys? And she was like, well, it's probably because you're unavailable. And at the time I was like, no, I want to commit. But as soon as I did meet someone who was like ready for a relationship, I, I ran scared. So oh, I was really? Like, I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. So I maybe you were ready for a, Or maybe like subconsciously you were like. I don't know. I'm I'm like attracting pathological liars. Oh, no. And I don't know how that's happening because I'm the most honest person on the fucking planet. Yeah. Um, I think they think I'm lying about it. Uh, so that's been kind of a weird pattern I've been noticing. And I'm what do you mean? Um, can you elaborate? Like these are like people who like have been diagnosed, or they just lie oh, about I'm just, things. Oh, I'm just—I've diagnosed them because okay. they all lie about everything. Like I—I've determined that like they—they they will say what it takes to keep me around. Okay. Um, and it's fucking weird. And I, as as a person who prides herself on being honest and the, keeping the people around me that are honest. Yeah. Um, I also feel like that maybe puts pressure on people that aren't used to that or don't yeah. know if I'm being sincere. Um, 
they don't want to f- i think a lot of liars don't want to f- be caught so even when yes. even when they know you both know the truth they'll keep the lie up just so that they don't have to have that actual moment where they're like yeah, sorry that's, that's what happened i dated only one white dude and that's how he was i was like oh this is like it got to the point where by the time it ended I was like, I don't even know who the fuck I dated because the <laughs> onion was peeling back and I was like, oh my God, he lied about everything. Everything. It was, it was such a, also such a waste of time. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm what like, are they getting out of it? It was pretending so, to be someone else. I just couldn't understand and wrap my head around it. And it was so fucking weird. I also just think people, I think people think I'm lying a lot. And I, it's, I, I find really? that true because yeah, I actually, um, I have a friend, I have a couple of friends I've known since I was 10 years old. And when people, in, in the, this industry, meet them. One of the yeah. first things they always ask is, was she always like this? Is she really like this? Huh. Is that how she really is? Was she always like this? Really? And they're like, yeah, this is how <laughs> she's always been. I have one friend who will straight up tell people like, she was my childhood bully. Like she was that person. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's just big. It's just been so weird. I'm not, I'm not different than I was when I was a kid. Um, I'm just like smarter and bigger. Um, <laughs> But like, I, I don't know. It's just been really frustrating. Are you dating anyone right now? No, I just ended something this week, actually. Oh, with wow. With a guy who, and that's why I what said. What a week, a lot of endings and <sighs> This is Evan very, this is an emotionally, I was just texting Lydia. I was like, this is an emotionally exhausting week because um, there's just too, there's just too much. I'm like, I'm just trying yeah. to do well in my career because mm-hmm. that's like, that's the only thing I can rely on at this point. Um, aside from my friends and family, um, but not men. Um, and then, and the thing was, I straight up had to just tell this dude, like, no, I like you. I just don't trust you. Oh Period. my God. That's so, I've had that happen before and it's such a weird, powerless feeling. Cause you're like, yeah, you do have this moment where you're like, could you, could you change? And you're like, no, they can't. That's they can't. how they are. That's how, that is who they are. That's their defense mechanism. Yes. And he accused me of lying and like only once, but the, the white dude I did, he would, it was like all the time. That I was like, oh, this is going to become an issue mm-hmm. because because he lies so much. That's why he accused me of lying so much. So I was like, all I need is accuse me once of lying early in the relationship. But I'm like, nah, dude, this is not safe that's or true. smart. People's insecurities will show in the way or in what they accuse you mm-hmm. of. So that's a good, good, like early relationship tip is whatever they pick out. Yes. you is like what they're actually. Yes. Because it was also just um, <clears throat> so unnecessary. Yeah. You know, because it was also one of those things where it's like, I noticed him lying already. So when I would bring up like, oh, no, but you lied about this, you know, <laughs> I think that would annoy him because it's like I'm pointing out this flaw that he has. And he tried to flip it on me and I'm like, no, 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 you can't. No, no, no. You don't know me well enough to say that I'm lying about A, B and C, you know. Right. Um, but you've already lied about things. So I can assume that you're lying in the future. I ha- I don't like lying at all, even like white lies, even- because it makes me feel like as soon as you're caught in a lie. People can't trust anything you say. Right, exactly. So I, I will go so far to just like, even like if I accidentally say something, I'll correct it to the point where people are like, okay, I don't care. And I'm like, no, no, but I need you to know the reason I said this yeah. is because I was here. And they're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but man, um, I want to talk more about the uh, losing your virginity. So oh, yeah, late yeah, yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, did you have friends around you that were also saving themselves? Or no. were, were you I alone? I mean, not really, I think. Maybe when we were teenagers, in high school, that was true. Um, and then everybody graduated and everybody was like fucking left and right. <laughs> what me. made you want to hold on to it that when all your friends were, I mean, it, you've I already just, proven that you've well, had a one way and you do it. So when I graduated high school, I started like experimenting with my, with my beauty more. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so it was almost like I had this, this, um, 
this personality that matched my my outward appearance and then out of nowhere i'm like oh fucking i remember like dyeing my hair blonde i look like a fucking i look like gwen stefani for a minute like red lips (laughs) bleach blonde straight hair i had this cool little um 63 plymouth valiant red i would drive it around i just didn't it was just like i I don't want to say that my looks match my personality because that's not it i think people were shocked Mm -hmm. you know with like the the 50s glamour look that i was pulling at 19 with this this aggressive personality because mm-hmm. um, I was like really influenced by East Coast comics at a young age. And so I had that I had like the California girl look with the East Coast mouth, you know, like Sarah Silverman was like my shit okay. when I was a kid. You and sounded David like Tell. a cool 19 year old. <laughs> I was, but uh, there's no dudes trying to fuck a really cool 19 year old. Guys want to fuck idiots or just sure. girls who are very pretty. It's one or the other. Because guys um, at that age are dumb. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I'm, I, my personality is just the same, if not more aggressive now and more um, wittier now than I was when I was 19. So I've like, bec- I've become less attractive to men um, as the smarter and, and wittier or I get. Or more attractive to the right men. There are none. They don't exist. <laughs> um, they're liars. <laughs> they're, liars. <laughs> they're all liars. Or they're white, which I'm like, ugh. Um I used to say, I mean, not really, but kind. This is where I stood for a while. A lot of my friends in LA are very like poly and open. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. But I used to just be like, I don't want to date a like a open. I don't want to be an open relationship. I just want to date a better liar. Because mm. I'm like the ones that Straight are so joke. obviously lying. <laughs> I just if you're so good at it that I don't know, I don't care. Yeah. But like the ones that are the worst are the ones that are so blatantly lying to my yeah. face. I'm like, yeah. oh, I know you're lying. Yeah. That's and that's what's brutal about it. Um. Yeah, so I was like too. I was like too much. I also, the other thing I didn't realize that was affecting my dating and and men approaching me was I had two. I still do. I have two very large brothers. Okay. Um, one is six five, the other is six three, and I'm six two. I didn't know growing up through my through school like K through twelve, whatever, that everyone knew these were my brothers and that <laughs> there was no getting to me without wow. going through them. And I didn't know that. They were like defending you. Yeah, I mean, even, it's so funny too because even I did a show in my hometown of Modesto at the Gallo Center a couple weeks ago and it was so funny because we went out dancing afterwards, a big mm-hmm. group of us, like high school, old coworkers, yeah. my, my friends, like a big ass group of us went out. My brother went too, my brother who's 6'5". There was a point where a, one of my old guy friends brings me a drink and my brother, and he, we're all drunk, okay? Mm-hmm. We're all drunk. My brother is like, oh, I got to check that. I got to check that. And he, <laughs> he grabs a drink from the guy. And the guy doesn't care because he's like, that's her brother. And he's big. Yeah. What are you going to, you're not going <laughs> to fucking question that. And I'm sitting there. My brother sips a drink. And then we're watching him. And he literally drinks a whole fucking drink <laughs> and leaves me like a, just a little droplet. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? I was like, this is like adult version of high school. <laughs> Because it's like, no one's going to say anything to him. That guy's too scared. Now he's right. not going to approach. There's nothing. We're all, and then we, me and my my homegirls, we just start cracking up because we're like, Nick, what the fuck, dude? But I didn't want to drink anyway, so it was fine. But it just reminded, it was like straight up flashbacks to like not realizing how frightening that would, I mean, imagine being a dude, yeah. even if you're like 5'11", which is tall for a man, imagine seeing that standing next and to a girl. Yep. Exactly. So I, I didn't realize how much like my brothers were cock blocking me until I moved to San Francisco when I was 21. And then I was inundated with like, they were very protective. They were, but I didn't know Mm -hmm. they were just protective by, 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 um, size. You know what I mean? Like 
they didn't even they didn't even have to try to be protective. Right. They, people just knew like, oh no, the, those are the sisters. You can't. No, no, you don't. You Guys to are brothers. like brothers are weird. Like I, my little brother was really protective even when he was like. 13 like maybe because he was going through puberty but yeah. they start understanding a little yeah. bit yeah i remember he came to visit me in college once and i was wearing like a tank top that was a little bit low cut not like you know nothing yeah. raunchy mm-hmm. but he just got so annoyed and was like you, you shouldn't wear that shirt don't wear that shirt out and then i was like whoa what is this <laughs> and like it was so off-putting but i think yeah brothers just have this thing with it like, it's my sister yeah yeah people can't look at you like yeah, that exactly and so, um, so that was an issue for a long time. And then when I moved to San Francisco at 21, I like, didn't know what to do with all the male attention. I was like, mm-hmm. Whoa, this is fucking weird. I also noticed when it was superficial. Yeah. Cause that was the first time experiencing superficial attention. Was well, and you were on 21. stage a lot, right? So you probably get a double. Yeah. I started doing comedy at 21 when I moved. So it was a lot. It was a lot to take in at once. It was like sensory overload. And I couldn't decipher what was what. I could yeah. not tell what was sincere. I could. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. And this is so weird for the first time getting attention for my looks. Um, and that was kind of, I think that I had a hard time wrapping my head around it for a really long time. And then I just kind of immersed myself in stand-up. So I was able to like push those feelings away. Like it made you feel like uncomfortable, like powerless. Yeah. Because yeah. I just was like, I don't understand this. I, I, You know what it was? I also started feeling resentful. Because uh-huh. I was like, I've had this great personality for so long, and mm-hmm. now guys only like me because I put on red lipstick, or I do mm-hmm. my hair cute, or have a cute haircut, or I got cute clothes on. Because um, I was like, you know, I was I was pretty good at being a teenager for a really long time. Yeah. And then I started playing with makeup and started, like, playing with, like, my afro. Like, because for the longest time, I just had my hair in a long ponytail, uh, I think until I was 17. Um so it was just really overwhelming at 21 to like suddenly be on my own, have my own apartment and, um, you know, have money, yeah. be able to start drinking. Cause I started drinking at 21 too. And, um, it was too much. It was like, yeah. I was like, this is fucking weird. So then by the time I hit 25, I was like, all right, it's been too long. <laughs> this is annoying. This is becoming a pain in my ass. I just want to get it over with. And that's what happened. Do you still now when you date people, do you wait before you have sex? Fuck No. <laughs> I, I and you know what I always think about um I mean because I don't feel bad about that I, but I remember like the Chrissy Teigen story about how she fucked John Legend on the first date oh yeah I, I'm like look at them it uh, worked that's true when it's meant to be it's meant to be it doesn't matter I don't yeah I really don't think it matters either it way doesn't. you can wait or you don't have to yeah. but I think it's only for your own benefit like if you um if you f- are the kind of person who is gonna wonder yeah and feel bad if they leave you then you shouldn't right but only because they were gonna leave you no matter what if they're they're gonna um but you'll just be able to like weed them out that's exactly right but yeah i i went i definitely like come back around on that like i went through the a lot of phases of like wanting to feel more powerful and then like feeling powerless when i had sex with someone but then still wanting to and now i just don't care like i'll do it if i want to and then sometimes i'll do it and then like i had this happen where i dated a guy had sex too early told him Hey, I know we already had sex, but I want to wait. And he was like, okay. And then it wasn't for like another month before we had sex again. I love, I love how you think a month is a long time. Well, for, to have like, it's a weird amount of time when you're... You fucked once already. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, okay, like, it's not like because you don't want to have sex. But I just wasn't, I really wasn't ready. And I was like, I want to take it back. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt like I do want to date That's you, sweet. but I don't know if I like you. That's sweet, yeah. And so for me, it's like, if it's a hookup, I'm like, I don't care. But if I think I want to date them, then I want to really know that I like them. Because yeah. otherwise, it's, I don't know, it's weird to have sex with someone you don't 
like or you don't know I mean I don't have sex with people I don't like that's for sure like yeah I if we don't have an instant connection then the sex is not going to be good I mean the <laughs> the the guy I just ended with things with it was started as a one night stand at a wedding and it oh, was like the best place to hook up <laughs> it was the best and I had the intention of hooking up with somebody there yeah I had told the, the bride like I intend to <laughs> fuck somebody at your wedding she was like cool that's the best kind of night when it's like you know where you're going to be all night. Yes. You can dress up. You've like put a lot of time into your looks. You're like, I'm going to be hot. Yeah. And like, I got fuck. <laughs> and it was so, and it was really, and it was like the, some of the best sex I, I don't want to say ever had, but it's like top two. Oh, wow. I would say he, and, and maybe even tied. Oh, okay. Um, for number one. And, um, it was so fucking good. I, <laughs> I was just like thinking about it last night. Yeah. Cause we just ended this week. So I was like, fuck man, that sex was so good. And, and like the best one night stand I've ever had for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it turned into a two night stand and then it turned <laughs> into catching feelings, but oh. on his end, oh, okay. on, not on my end. I did not initiate the catching feelings bullshit. Um, <laughs> I was kind of hoping he wouldn't text me the next day, but he did. And then, um, and then anyways, on and on, I don't want to keep talking about this dude, but, but I will say he's the first, this guy from this week, um, he's the first guy that like things have ended and it doesn't feel like. A, like a nightmare or painful mm-hmm. um like it was the right time for it to end yes i think in the past i've ended things too late or i yeah. waited for them to end it when i should have just gone with my instincts you know you get scared to be alone you're yeah. just like so scared to be alone and it's hard to look someone in the eye and just say like this isn't right yeah well it's, it's also like i think like with the catholic shit too and, mm-hmm. and like the latina shit it's like you're kind of raised and trained to like put up with a lot of bullshit because you're like, yeah. you know, you got it. Religiously speaking, you're supposed to be with one person, right? Um, with, with Catholics and especially Latinos. And um, so it, it's, that is always underlying. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like, oh, I got to make it work. I got to make it work. I got to make it work. <laughs> but I'm finally at an age where I'm like, I don't have to make it work. Like yeah. if it's not working. It's just not working. Right. And it will work. For that person with someone else. So yeah. it's, there's yeah. no need to, yeah, yeah. You're not like saving him f- for right. staying with him or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly fucking right. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you did that. Um, yeah, I feel like too. you're going to, I feel, be, be, this has been a big week for me. My album's coming out. I ended a relationship. <laughs> I turned down a great gig. I got a good gig. About to hit the tour next, next starting. Well, woke bully tour starts in Bloomington, Indiana. I don't know when this drops, but I'll this be will come out on four- Wednesday next week. Oh yeah. So, so Bloomington, Indiana is the first day. And then I'll be on tour 14 cities, mostly with Lydia Popovich. Um, and I'm all over the place. So it's gonna That's be awesome. really cool. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that story. Is it final like uh, virginity words? If somebody's out there who f- is in their late mid late twenties, who's still a virgin. And like, I remember that feeling just like you really feel like it's this thing you have to cross. Is there anything you would tell I them? I mean, like- I don't, I don't like giving that type of advice or <laughs> inspiring quotes. I mean, do, do whatever makes you happy. Like if getting rid of it is what you want to do, then do that. If holding on to it and trying to wait, I know a fr- I have a friend who waited until she got married and I think she got married in her thirties. Like, if, you, if that's oh, wow. what you want to do, fucking do it. I do not shit on anyone. It's so rare for, now. I really don't meet a lot of It's super people. rare. Um, but I, I don't shit on people for their beliefs. Um, you just have to make sure you're happy. That's really at the end of the day. Going back to keeping your principles and, you know, do, yeah. saying whatever your principles are. Like for me, you know, not being motivated by money is a big thing for me. You know, I try to be as anti-capitalist as possible. Uh, I still shop at Forever 21, so I'm not <laughs> going to be completely full of shit here. I'm fake woke. Um, I know I know what my principles are. Um, but I just try to do my best in, in my bank account um, to not, you know, compromise myself. Yeah. Um, 
but you know we do live in a capitalist country so it's hard yeah it's you um, can't it's like vegans who uh well i guess vegans wouldn't wear leather i'm trying to think of oh vegans who like do molly or something or whatever they're like yeah, i have to so eat we- healthy and then you're just like well you're putting coke yeah, in your body it, just, it doesn't make sense <laughs> um yeah so do what makes you happy that's i mean i've always been that way i've been that way since i was a kid and if that's you know i mean that's what's funny about like internet trolls i'm like that makes them happy yeah that like brings joy to them to be isn't that crazy that's crazy the happiest part of the day is doing that but it makes them happy and that's why they do it that's why you can't let it bother you because it makes them happy you know (laughs) i think they're miserable though who knows but maybe maybe you're right maybe they're joyous people (laughs) i found out my brother was an internet troll and he just doesn't he just doesn't care he literally just thinks it's funny and he just does it because he's like because he can yeah Yeah. it's wild that's crazy it's fucking wild um, I want to play a quick game, okay. um, just to end things. Um, this is the game is uh, sometimes I relate to the story. This one's kind of more generic. Um, it's celebs, they're justice like us. The names are terrible. I'm sorry. I think I, I, I was listening My to your name is justice. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's a great name. Well, this is all about celebrity lawsuits. Um, okay. cause I was listening to your episode on daily zeitgeist and you guys are talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah. and so kind of inspired by that. So they're all, um, there's a couple questions and they're all about celebrities who were involved in a silly lawsuit. They're multiple choice. Um, and then you just answer what you think the answer is. Okay. Cool. Let's play. All right. Number one, uh, Mila, Mila, Mila Kunis may have been in the bird business long before the black swan. What was she once sued for doing? A, stealing a pet chicken from her childhood best friend. B, throwing a raw turkey out her dorm room in college. Or C, posting a picture of herself riding a bird scooter on Instagram. Wow. So someone sued her for doing one of these things. Filed a lawsuit. Oh, wow. I don't know. Bird scooter? Um, nope. The answer is A, uh, her childhood friend Christina Caro sued her for stealing her chicken, which was named Doggy. When they were kids, they both grew up in Ukraine. And uh, oh. she claimed emotional damage that lasted long after. Wait, so when did she try to sue her? <laughs> she sued her in 2015, but she said she, this girl, what and I think it was all bitch. for publicity, but yeah, she, of goes, it was. <laughs> she goes, she goes, Mila stole my chicken when we were kids. She admitted to it. And now I'm paying for therapy as an adult. So oh I'm going to sue her. What a, fucking <laughs> what a piece of shit. Look, get, guys, deal with your trauma. I know. Don't blame other people it's, for your oh trauma. God. Okay, number two. Katherine Heigl sued this company after they posted a picture of her shopping at their store to promote themselves without her consent. Mm. Which company was she not happy to be shown shopping at? A, Trader Joe's. B, Dwayne Reed. C, Petco. Or D, Hot Topic, because she's more of a Spencer's gal. That's funny. I'm also more of a Spencer's gal. <laughs> Um, what was C? Petco. Yeah, I think Petco. Close, but the answer is B, Dwayne Reed. They tweeted a picture of her um, with shopping bags outside the store that said, even at Katie Heigl can't resist shopping hashtag NYC's favorite drugstore. She was very upset that they used her name. They like should. This. She should be. I yeah, mean, so she sued them. But She's like, I was buying plan B, you fucking <laughs> assholes. Leave me alone. Oh, man. I'm bad at this game. I love it. No, you're doing great. Um, number three. I mean, they're so arbitrary. It's just to learn, yeah, know, learn some fun facts. Someone you know what's t- funny? The Mila Kunis one, I almost guessed the throwing the turkey out the window. Oh, yeah. I was like, that sounds like something she would do. I tried to make them thematic. And somebody once, I a guest it. once told me that I'm giving, oh, Jared Goldstein was like, I love how you're, he said this sarcastic, sarcastically, but he was like, you make 
we do homework. Like this is like a quiz. You're like, it's oh. fun. It's a test. I'm like, yeah. okay, true. But I don't know. Just learn something new, yeah, I guess, cool. for the audience. That's a good story. <laughs> that Ukraine story with yeah. bananas. It's insane. Okay, final question. Fitty Cent sued which fast food com- restaurant and for what? A, McDonald's for using the line, I'll take you to the milkshake shop to promote their new milkshakes. B, Taco Bell for a campaign where they tried to get him to change his name to 89 Cent to promote 89 cent deal or C Wendy's because she was a gold digger and only dated him for the money. A. It was actually B. Oh my God. Yeah. So they did a whole camp and he won this lawsuit, which he should have. Because wait, they, so wait, w- say it one more time. So the campaign was that they had people try to convince, like it was like 50 cent. We should like try to, we're going to try to convince 50 cent to change his name to 89 cent to promote how cheap the new tacos were. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was all centered around him. And how they were like, let's try to get him to change his name. And, you know, he rightfully Wait, so should not. He sued them for basically saying, like, I, I didn't, I wasn't a part of this campaign. Oh. And then he was like, I they were got wrapped his in. his name. Yeah, but the, it was okay. them trying to convince him. The whole campaign was like, let's convince 50 Cent should change his name to 89 Cent. I That's get how it. good our tacos I are. It. I get it. Okay. Yeah, but he won. So for him. Yeah, he should have that. That's yeah. terrible. This goes back to what you were saying about it. Stick up for Yeah, what you, you have to. You have to stick up for your principles. I mean, that because people will take advantage of you. Sure. They will. That's why these silly lawsuits exist because like the girl from Ukraine, did she win? No. No. Yeah, of course she, not. She got thrown she's out. Taking, trying to take advantage yeah. of someone who is sticking to her principles, you know, because Mila Kunis is like one of the dopest of of the of the women in in Hollywood right now, I would say. Um, I think the response from because I think Ashton also got involved and um, they they had a funny response. Let me see if I find it. She goes, uh, "I would like to launch a counter five thousand dollar lawsuit for making me watch that music video. My body hurts, my eyes hurt, they're burning." Oh, because she also tweeted a music. So I think ultimately she's trying to get people to watch a oh. music video. Um, oh my god! <laughs> see, people are the fucking work. But, people will do anything for a buck. Yeah. Let's do anything for a book. Crazy. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. No, thank you this for having so me, fun. dude. This I'm so cool. glad you shared. Um, tell us again where we can find you. I'm at MarcellaComedy.com uh, and all my social media is at MarcellaComedy. Two L's, M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A, Comedy.com. Get and our album. Woke Bully, yeah. Download my album, The Woke Bully. Catch me on tour, 14 cities. So funny. Women Crush Wednesdays every Wednesday. Teresa will be doing it very soon. <laughs> um, it's a great show. Come, yeah, it's every Wednesday at the Hollywood Improv Lab. Awesome. And you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram and join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Tell Me Anything Pod. Thank you. 